Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, Sharp Money, as we welcome you back, Monday Night Football tonight, right now, the number. Hope you had a nice weekend. I'm Patrick Maher. The number, two and a half, Seattle's Lane at 46 and a half on the total. We'll have plenty to get to. I've got a prop that I love coming up tonight, a receiving prop as we welcome you back. So we'll get to the conclusion of week four with Seattle at New York in Jersey. Matt Life coming up in just a bit. Dustin Sweetelson, Amal Shaw back downtown at the D. I, I Kind of a little theme running through today's show has been quarterback questions. You got about a third of the league. I got 10 teams that have questions, not just right now, but moving forward. We're almost done with those teams. We've got three more to go. Uh, we've got Like, Love, Loathe coming up from the boys in just a little bit. Mark Malusis is going to join from New York City talking about the Giants. And also our buddy Will Hill will join us as well. We were having the conversation right before we were getting off one of those quarterback questions, Sam Howell and the commanders. The three of us agreed that he's done enough to earn at 23 years old with a bad offensive front. He's probably done enough, Sam Howell, to earn another opportunity next year unless something completely falls apart. But we heard from Ron Rivera. So on the road, big dogs. What was the number yesterday? Did it close eight and a half? Somewhere right around there with Philadelphia laying it. So Philly, an eight and a half point favorite. So the commanders, huge dogs. They get a touchdown drive as time expired from essentially a rookie quarterback. They played great. They outgained a great running team in Philly on the ground there at home in Philly. So here's the question for Ron Rivera. Time has expired. You scored with the beautiful throw to Jahan Dotson from Howell. And you have a question. You have a decision to make. Do you tie it up at 31 and force overtime? Or do you go for the two-point conversion? That is the question I pose to you. We know conversion rates, you know, an 18 and 19 combined two-point conversion rate in the league was right around 49.4. There's variance of about 4%. You go 49 up to 52. We'll call it 50-50 on the two-point conversion rate in the NFL. So if you know you've got a 50-50 shot on the road, a chance to win it. Now, Amal Shaw, just to clear up some confusion, the Rivera cut, he 
he was talking about his team, you know, that two minute drive to tie it up or the two minute drive to potentially tie it up with a field goal. He felt like his offense was gassed at that, that point. Give him a little bit of a blow going into overtime. That's the reason Rivera said he didn't kick it. What do you do there? Uh, potentially a winner walk off on the road or do you kick it and go to overtime? Well, you know, I, I said I, I didn't have a problem with the decision. Um, you know, really just gut feel at two yards. Do you think he can get it the way the offense was humming? They had that momentum after they get the touchdown, the last play of the game. A lot of things point and advocate for going for it. One other thing on the other side, you got to remember, you got Jake Elliott. You get that ball and it's late in the game within the 47, 45 yard line, 62, 64 yards is not out of question for Jake Elliott. He's been tremendous for this team. Nick Sirianni has complete confidence in him. So that's a factor you have to take into consideration. Um, I, I pass uh, Patrick. I'm not trying to be evasive to your question. Um, I, I can live with the result. I, I don't know. To me, it, it's just a gut feel. I don't feel like they were so outclassed where it's, let's say, for example, the Chicago Bears are playing Philly and they got the game tied. I'm like, you got to go for it. You're probably not going to be able to win the football game in overtime. I felt Philly, uh, Washington was with Philly step for step yesterday. Yeah. Uh, uh, listen, I don't, I think being evasive here is okay. And maybe Dustin, we can text Fezzik who's had bronchitis isn't going to join us today, but obviously a big math guy, maybe he can, from his actuary mind can tell us what the math says. I mean, to, <laughs> to your point, uh, Amal, as far as it also comes down to temperament, you're just your personality. Are you a conservative coach? Or are you a coach that like to take likes to take risks? Because if we think of probability and that perspective, you think it's a 50-50, you know, 49 to 52 as far as probability of converting on the two point. Then you, to go to overtime, you've got a 50-50 coin toss. Yeah. Now, the overtime rules does give you an opportunity unless you lose the coin toss and the other team scores. So you get into a bunch of expanded probability there. I think on the road in that situation, I'm going for it, Dustin, but I don't think you can kill Rivera for kicking it there. I think the, the place Amal and I are sitting are the reason why you go for it. You sit down at a table and you got a hot dealer or someone's hot with the dice and craps. Yep. That offense was rolling. And I think at that point, you put the trust in the fact that things are going right. You figured something out. The defense is on their heels. You're not expected to win this game. Why give them a second to get caught up and kind of catch themselves, not just catch their breaths, but catch themselves and readjust their game plan for you, which is what they were able to do. Go for it. Go for the kill. I don't think he gets hammered if he goes for it and they don't get it because he's trying to instill a different culture into a young team that's trying to take the next step. And that's the team in your division you're trying to knock down. I, I agree with Dustin in the sense he doesn't get destroyed for going for it if they don't make it. But I think it's a lot of Monday morning quarterback in that situation. If they make it, do you sit there and say, we don't have enough confidence in our team to be able to beat Philadelphia in an overtime situation? And if you win and you are successful in the two-pointer, wow, what great confidence he has in this offense and this team. So I think the script would have been written based on the result of the two-point attempt. Rivera gets crushed if he goes for it and doesn't get it. Rivera gets crushed regardless because he's a bit of a donk, but he would have gotten crushed. Bienemy, he's got to go to Bienemy and say, I need a guarantee. Every offensive coordinator's got a two point just off to the right of their sheet that says this is break glass in case of use <laughs> type of type of play that you call in that situation. Like we haven't shown this to anybody and this is exactly what we're going to run in this situation. The enemy's got to be tackling the head coach, ready to go for it there. I, again, it, it's 
whether or not you're conservative, whether or not you're progressive or aggressive in that situation, Rivera decides to kick it. Okay, let me just do this because we've got three more and I'll just give you the teams. Chicago, Fields played his best game probably as a pro. Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay sitting in first place with Baker Mayfield, former number one overall pick at 28 years old. And then, you know, I kind of threw Minnesota with the Cousins decision. Minnesota's going to move on from the quarterback, so I don't know if there's much of a decision there. Cousins is on a one-year deal. And then Denver with Russell Wilson. That's also interesting as far as uncertainty at the position. But let's go to Chicago. Chicago fields his best game. I mentioned as a pro 28 of 35. What were they up? 21 points kind of end of the third quarter. They end up losing this matchup to the Denver Broncos, but four touchdowns, you know, a great ball. I'm thinking of that great ball to DJ Moore that he threw in the corner of the end zone, but another loser for the own four bears 31 to 28, a push on the three goes well over the 47, but The theme is, do the Bears have their quarterback of the future? That's a question that we could ask every single week about Fields, but he played great yesterday, Amal. Yeah, I don't feel like the loss is on him. The fumble, the sack fumble, I got to tell you, somebody's got to pick up the blindside blitz. I mean, holy cow, before he even takes a step back, they're in his face, and then Jonathan Cooper with the scoop and score. Um, For me, I look at this team defensively. They're still a bad, bad football team. And on last play, the interception uh, to Cole Komet, I thought it was one where Komet, it was just a miscommunication. It looked like Komet uh, was going left and Fields threw the ball going towards his right. So I don't know, guys. It's a tough call. I still think Fields has enough upside that if you roll the dice and if you make a quarterback change, unless it's Caleb Williams, I mean, as great as Caleb Williams has been at USC and Drake May is at uh, North Carolina, how many quarterbacks have we seen come into the draft? Trey Lance. I mean, this guy's already been drafted and moved on from by the San Francisco 49ers. So no guarantees there. I, I still think the potential is there. You look at it with more commit. By the way, you mentioned it last week, Patrick. Who the hell made the decision to let the, the running game go? Who's the, who's the kid with Detroit right now? Montgomery. Montgomery. Uh, Montgomery. I, I, when they made that in the offseason, I was like, are we watching the same tape? There's, and they had cap space. Yes. I didn't understand that at all. So I don't know. I, I think the Bears got to improve on the offensive line, but defensively, they got to get a lot better as well. I think the answer is easy for this team. And uh, Dustin, I'll let you take it from here. But um, the answer is obviously you go with fields for another year, but you're going to wipe out Eberflus. You're going to wipe out yeah. the coaching staff. You had an issue with the defensive coordinator. We can get to Eberflus's comments. Fourth and one at the Denver 18 tied up. He decides to go for it. Out of the shotgun, Herbert gets stuffed. So to me, that was not necessarily a great play call. We can argue whether or not Eberflus should be going for it, but the question is the quarterback. Yep. Uh, Let's hear from Eberflus first, then we'll get into fields. This is what the head coach of the Bears said about that fourth and one call yesterday. I love the way our offense was running the ball at that time, and we had a really good chance to seal the deal right there, and that was the the decision we made at that moment. and again, the response for our defense there. So they end up getting a chunk play um, after that. And our defense did a good job of rising up uh, to the occasion, uh, making it third and long. And then we forced the field goal. And then we had, uh, had the ball back there with some time uh, to go ahead and at least tie or uh, win the game. Mm. Yeah, it's time to move on. I mean, that is not, that is, that's a tough, that's a tough clip. Uh, he's obviously frazzled, uh, but that's a defensive guy. 
whose defense is playing a trust. He didn't trust his defense, really, because if you kick the field goal there, you put your default defense in a spot where they can win a football game for you, boys. I, I still believe in Justin Fields' talent, and I think he could end up being a cautionary tale in the, league, in the NFL where if you're not put in the right system and the right coaches are around you, you don't have a chance to get it right. Like, I, everything you saw with him playing natural yesterday and the game was just flowing and coming to him, that is everything he can be. Maybe not every single week, but nobody's like that. There is a skill set there that is so unique. He is so athletic, but his arm is so good, and he's so quick to make reads. I think there's a way to capitalize on his abilities. It's just not going to happen with this coaching staff in Chicago, and they need to get an offensive guy in there. By the way, has there been a worse franchise for, I don't know, four decades at developing quarterbacks? They're the worst. Right. We're still looking since Jim McMahon. Kyle Orton's like a top five quarterback for them. (laughs) Okay, boys, Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, and Denver. And then we'll get to like, love, loathe as we continue. Sharp Money. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. 
Identity theft protection starts here. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, are you looking to become a better better? Of course you are, and tens of thousands of people have already turned to Juice Reel. That's Juice, R-E-E-L in the App Store. Juice Reel is not a sports book. It's a tool to help you beat the books. Juice Reel connects all of your sports betting accounts into one app, loads all of your betting history, and gives you an analytical edge, and it's backed by nearly $1 billion in bets from sports bettors in all 50 states. Use that data to follow the winners and fade the losers. Don't place another bet until you've downloaded this revolutionary sports betting tool. It's called Juice Reel. That's juice like orange juice, real. R-E-E-L. It's absolutely free to download iPhone or Android on your device today. Become a better better. Okay, so we texted Steve Fezzik, professionally handicapper, about whether or not Rivera and the commanders on the road should be going for it there. He said this, the underdog almost always should go for two if there's less than 30 seconds to play in the game. Obviously, that was a touchdown to Jahan Dotson from Howell as regulation expired. So in that situation, win percent is 47%. That is simply conversion rate probability on a two-point conversion, anywhere between 47 and 52%. Let's call it 50-50. So he says 47% is your win percentage, or if you go to overtime, Fezzik's win percentage for the commanders, 38%. So he says 47, juxtaposed to 38%. Amal Shah, he's going to go for it there on the road as a dog if he's Rivera. I, I got no problem with that. I think you can make an argument either way, and I think the majority of people would come out on the go-for-it side, and it's hard to argue against it, particularly when you go just based on the final results. So no qualms there from a uh, Washington standpoint if you went for it. However, the one thing that I would pose is, what would you want to do if you're a Philadelphia uh, Eagles fan, Philadelphia Eagles player and coach? You probably want them kicking the extra point so that only lends credence to the fact that they probably should have gone for two and he mentions this is very important i think this is it sounds like common sense but not not necessarily to everybody you cannot go for two if you're in that position of the commanders if there's a minute left obviously you go for two you go up one they have opportunities to come down kick a field goal and beat you so okay so it comes down to just simple math there with Time having expired for the commanders, he goes for it. You got a 47% win probability, and then you go into overtime, you got 38%. You want to cap that off with anything, Dustin? No, I just think your point is the one that needs to be reiterated is like a good team with a good offense and a good offensive coordinator has something in their back pocket saved for those situations. Once you use it, you develop a new one to have in your back pocket for the next time, and so on and so on. Like, I remember there was a game last year where Sirianni and the Eagles, actually, ironically, at the Colts, got it. they were losing most of the game. They got down to the goal line, and they eventually had to just dial something up and get it in the end zone and walk away with an ugly win. You just have certain coaches that you trust are capable of doing that in today's NFL. Sirianni's one of them. I would think Biennemi would be one of them, but it's not ultimately his call in the end. It's Rivera's who I don't trust him to have something ready to go. Who is, who's your number one right now? Who's your crush, whether it be Insta crush, uh, TikTok crush, celebrity crush? Dustin, who's your number one? Uh, Ashley Alexis is always number one. 
Okay. Whoever Ashley is, she sounds like a wonderful person. She if is. Ashley Alexis called you today and said, let's hang out tonight. You've got an outfit. As soon as you go home, it's in the back of the closet. You've got a go-to outfit that you're ready to wear just for Ashley Alexis. A two point conversion is the same with an OC. They should have the Ashley Alexis just called. Holy crap. I need to look as good as I possibly can tonight. Here's the outfit. Here's the play call. You guys get, you, you understand where I'm going yes, with it? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I, yes. Next up for the quarterbacks. Let's make this quick. We'll get the like, love, loathe. Amal, Pittsburgh is going to stick with Kenny Pickett. And it looks like they avoided a major ACL injury. Yeah. But should they? I mean, they're going to be forced into year three. He's, you know, four touchdowns, four picks through four games. Yeah, 803 yards as far as through four. He's not stretching the field. If you're Pittsburgh, if you're a Steeler fan, do you want Pickett starting in year three? My answer would be no, but the assumption would be yes, as they got beat up by C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans yesterday. Yeah, yeah, Patrick, I disagree with you. I thought I saw enough from him in his rookie year. I'll tell you where the problem is, and it's the OC, Matt Canada. It's time to move on from him. Get rid of this Canadian and go get somebody else. Uh, To me, let's find out how he does with somebody else running the show there. This has been the problem. You hear it all the time with the Steelers fans and everyone else. Uh, I would take a chance and bring him back for year three before I move on from him. I think it's a little bit too quick. I still think he's got some things there. Is he a guy that can elevate you to a level where Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, and potentially Deshaun Watson can? He cannot. So if you want to make it from that standpoint, the argument, I got no qualms with it if you say to move on, but I still think you try one more year with him. I think that's fair. 30-6, to the winner for Houston. They were three-point dogs at home. Tomlin said after the game, changes are coming. The assumption would be Canada's going to be gone. Go ahead, big guy. Uh, Let's hear Tomlin say exactly that about the changes that are coming. They they ran the football. Um, And so, you know, they deserve a lot of credit for that, man. They they ran that football with some backups in there um, and stayed on schedule and minimized our our opportunities. Hell yeah, we got to make some changes, man. Uh, that was that was that was an ugly product we put out there today. And so, uh, we're not going to do the same things and and hope for a different outcome. What those changes are, man, we'll put together a plan uh in preparation this week. Just funny to think about Eberflus, who we just heard, and then Tomlin. Tomlin in a loss just sounds like he's got a plan. Don't worry. Everything's going to be okay. And for 10 plus years, he's proven that. The Steelers are two and two. The Texans are two and two. But you're the final decision here. What would you do with Pickett? Kenny Pickett is nothing more than Case Keenum with a good haircut. He is not a special talent. He is not a starting quarterback in the NFL. He was misdrafted as one because it was a a weak draft class and a team that needed a quarterback and a team that doesn't take a lot of risks knew him because he was in their backyard. He seems like a very nice kid. He has an okay skill set. He's pretty athletic but he is not the type of guy who throws you to wins in the NFL. He is like a Daniel Jones light, and I don't think a Daniel Jones gets it done to win Super Bowls in the NFL. Yeah, I think we're splitting hairs with this one. They are going to – I agree with them all. They will give him a go. He's going to have a real offensive coordinator hopefully next year. But you know what's fascinating? Dustin's point is well taken. I think he was taken 16th overall in a weak quarterback draft. Compare Pickett to Howell, who is a fifth-rounder. Like, I think we all would agree at this point, you'd move forward with Howell if you had to make a decision. And that just shows you how quarterback thirsty these teams become once they get into a draft that's empty and devoid of talent. 
I, I would agree with you there, but a couple factors. Najee Harris is not as effective of a running back as we thought he was coming out of Alabama. The other thing is the offensive line hasn't been great. Now, they have an absolute dude in George Pickens, but overall, to me, I, I think we're taking too small a sample size on Kenny Pickett to make the determination, and same thing Fair. with Sam Howell. Because, guys, if we had the same Howell, Sam Howell discussion last week after the Buffalo game, we'd be like, hey, guys, let's get him a bus ticket and get him out of town. Last one, boys. Baker and the Bucks are in first. Yeah, you heard me. They're three and one. They went to the Saints and beat them 26 to nine. Baker's completing 70% of his passes. He's got a seven to two touchdown to pick ratio. Four years with the Browns after being the number one overall pick didn't quite work out, but 25 of 32, 246, three touchdowns and a pick for Baker. Is Baker the future of the Bucks and all? Not if the goal is to win. I'm not taking that flag planning midget anywhere. You can move on from him. <laughs> Shot at uh, diminutive people across the world. No, just Baker Mayfield uh, for planting the flag in Columbus. Fair enough. Still bitter. I understand <laughs> it. Uh, okay, so no for Baker. I, I would tend to agree with you. It's a big decision to make. He's been good this year, but the Bucs are going to have a decision to make if they keep on winning here, big guy. Well, the question is, what are the goals? How does the rest of the division look? And uh, who else is available willing to come down to Tampa Bay? Because right now, Baker Mayfield is a guy who isn't going to go and do it himself. He needs to be schemed upright. And I think he's proven that over the years of his career. If schemed upright, he can be a successful quarterback in the league. I don't know what that ceiling is, but I'm not ready to write off Baker Mayfield yet as QB one of a team trying to win. I like what I've seen from him so far. I don't know what that ceiling is, but I want to see this all the way through, especially because you're getting a deal on him right now where that means you can spend on the rest of the roster. And if you scheme him upright, who knows how far he can take you? I got, I got a quick question for you guys. When you look at a franchise quarterback, does that mean a guy that you simply just build around? I'm not talking about Mahomes, Burrow type of level, Justin Herbert. But what I always think about is the Dak Prescotts and the Kirk Cousins. Guys that are good enough to win, but man, you need some really good pieces around them. It's funny you brought up Dak. Because Dak, I feel like he was in my nightmares and my dreams at the same time when we were doing the race. I mean, that was all we took calls on because people were obsessed with the fact that he was about to get paid. But if you're Dallas and you look around and you see a Kenny Pickett and you see a Baker and you see a Tannehill, it, in Dallas, you're like, okay, we're lucky to have what we have. It is such a hard position to play. I don't know. Do you have a comment on that one, big guy? I rate movies like this. Did I like it? Did I not like it? And I now am starting to rank quarterbacks. Can they win a Super Bowl or can they not win a Super Bowl? And that's all that matters to me. Can Baker win a Super Bowl? No. No, I agree. Like, love, loathe next. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, Mark Melusa is coming up in just a second here. But first, before you make, make your next bet, including tonight, Monday Night Football, be sure to visit vsin.com to check out the current betting splits data if you want to know where the money and bets for every game is going. Make sure you check it out. DraftKings odds every five minutes updated so you can find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match public opinion. VSIN is here to make you smarter, better. 
Our biggest tool over at vsin.com, by far the betting splits. Go check them out, vsin.com. I'm Al Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. We welcome you back, of course. Monday Night Football, MetLife in Jersey tonight. Seattle laying two and a half. You got a total right around 46 and a half to discuss that. Live from New York City, of course. Mark Malusis. Picks 11, lead sports anchor. You can also check out Mark on Better Sports Network. Moose and Keith from 10 a.m. to noon Eastern time. And we say hi to Mark. And Mark, thank you. I know it's a busy day for you. Let's go to last night to start off. I'm not sure in New York City there's such thing as a moral victory. I guess that's what we're calling it with the Jets sitting one and three. But what did you take away from the loss? And what's the word on Wilson there in town today? Yeah, I think a little bit better about Zach Wilson, but you know, one game, I think that was his, what, 26th, I believe it was, career start in the National Football League. He's been dreadful, uh, you know, for 99.9% of them. You know, he was really good last night. I mean, that third quarter drive against Kansas City where they tied the game up at 20 was probably the best drive he's ever had uh, in the National Football League. So feeling a little bit better, you know, Rodgers in town and, you know, talking to the team, Taylor Swift in attendance. Uh, it couldn't get much worse. Um, I thought Kansas City played really sloppy. Something was off with Patrick Mahomes. Um, you know, the defense, and you saw Spagnola calling off the blitz when uh, the Jets, but the Jets were a lot more aggressive uh, throwing the football, and, and Zach Wilson actually looked competent at the position. Um, and so I think you have to see, okay, can he build off that going into Denver uh, this Sunday, taking on Sean Payton and the Broncos? And I think Jet fans are hopeful that maybe this is the start of something, but He's got to string a couple more starts together before people start jumping back on the bandwagon of Zach Wilson because he's been brutally bad. Mark, you mentioned the Broncos game coming up. We know how bad their defense has been, but what's the atmosphere like surrounding the Jets with all the comments made by Sean Payton leading, excuse me, in the preseason now leading up to this game? Yeah, ripping on Nathaniel Hackett, and Peyton's got his own issues. I know they came back against the Chicago Bears, but, you know, the Bears are right now trending to having, you know, the top two picks in the spring's NFL draft. So, you know, you saw the Jets come out, and they were very, you know, in defense, led by Rodgers at the time, who obviously was healthy, didn't tear his Achilles as of yet. And that happened during the course of, you know, the preseason where I think Peyton was like, you know, I had a lot to fix when I took over, you know, basically reiterating how big of a disaster Hackett was. Listen, Hackett was a bad head coach. There's no denying that. Uh, the Jets came to his defense. But do I think that's something that probably is in the back of the minds? I think that some of the Jets, maybe some of the guys that are familiar with Hackett in Green Bay, like Alan Lazard and, and Randall Cobb, more so than I would say a, a Sauce Gardner or a Quinnen Williams or a C.J. Mosley or those guys, that this year is just the first kind of feel they have for Nathaniel Hackett. Now he's coaching the offense and obviously not the defense. But do I think it plays this week? I, I think the Jets have got enough issues on their own plate to think about that, you know, we're going to go win one for Nathaniel. I think it's a, a, it's a game of desperation. They want to try and play some sort of relevant football, build upon the success of Wilson that we saw last night against Kansas City. Uh, they've got to keep that trend moving forward here. Uh, does that play a little bit to an extent? But I think there's, other, there's bigger issues for the Jets to rectify as they head into Denver. Mark Malusis, Picks 11, lead sports anchor, of course, Better Sports Network. Moose, let's talk about the Giants tonight. First, I'd like to know, get an idea in the tri-state where Daniel Jones amongst Giants fans stands. You can help us kind of contextualize that. And then tonight, they're catching two and a half at home against Seattle, 46 and a half on the total. 
Yeah, so to answer your question about Daniel Jones is I think it runs 50-50, very much hot and cold, like any fan base across North America when you look at it. And now he got paid in the offseason. And, you know, I, I, I give Jones, and I've been a supporter of Jones. I don't think he's been well coached. I think, you know, Joe Judge was an absolute disaster when he was the head coach here. Um, he looked a lot better um, when he had an offensive-minded head coach in year number one. But um, he, listen, the offensive line is still an issue. You know, they're missing their left tackle on Thomas, who's the best, you know, their best offensive lineman tonight against Seattle. Now that Seahawks defense is not particularly good. But for Jones, I think Giant fans run hot and cold. He's got to show this year that he's worth the, you know, the 40-plus million dollars that he's making a year and the contract that he signed in the offseason. Now when you're looking at the base of it, it's really only a two-year commitment by the Giants. And they saw enough from a, from him a year ago. They need to see what they saw second half against Arizona. And you guys might say, well, it's the Cardinals. And I'd say the same thing, right? It's the Arizona Cardinals. But that's the kind of Daniel Jones where they're pushing the ball deep. Jalen Hyatt, the speedy wide receiver out of Tennessee, is being used. They're using Darren Waller. Guys are actually catching the football and being a little bit more vertical with the offense because that's the one thing that they weren't a year ago, and that's why they made sure this offseason they added some weapons around Daniel Jones because, as we all know, it's a quarterback-driven league. For tonight, I think it's desperation for the Giants. Um, they're in Miami next on, uh, Sunday. Miami just got absolutely boat raced by the Buffalo Bills, and then they take on Buffalo. So you look at the next two weeks after this game, it's Miami and Buffalo. You want to play some sort of relevant football and I get when you look at the NFC, you know, it's the Eagles, the Niners, the Cowboys, and throwing the Detroit Lions, and it's kind of like everybody else. The Giants want to try and get back to the playoffs this year and be part of that everybody else that gets back into the postseason. Tonight's a game early on that you've got to find a way to win. Even without the guys that are going to be out tonight, I would expect that they look Jalen Hyatt's way tonight. In fact, I would believe that they would. Um, they're going to try and push the ball down the field. Jones has got to play a relatively clean football game. The thing that's been most concerning about the Giants through the first three games outside of their one and two record is the defense for Wink Marndale, which was really buttoned up a year ago, really hasn't been particularly good. Kayvon Thibodeau is disappointed this the year. They're going to get Aziz Ojolari, who uh, Wink Marndale believes is their best natural pass rusher on the outside, on the edge, coming back tonight against Seattle. I think that helps. I think you've seen some of the inexperience of starting two rookie corners on the outside, and they've had to make up for that with some of their coverage schemes on the back end. But tonight for the Giants, this is a game coming off the mid-five that they have to win. Mark, when you look at this team, was too much made of the success in one playoff game against Minnesota, and they are they more of a middle-of-the-pack team, or is there an actual upside where this team can really get better, and they just happen to start out with one of the most difficult schedules in the NFL, playing the Cowboys and the 49ers in two of the first three weeks of the season? Yeah, it's a fair point, but let me ask you, like, what when you talk about ceiling, do I yeah. think this is a championship-caliber team? No. Yeah. Do I think they're a playoff contender? Yeah, I came into the year thinking that, that if things went really well for this team, that they'd be a playoff contender. And, and you know, the schedule it hasn't been easy for them, and it's not going to be easy. When you look at who they're playing the, the first, you know, six weeks of this NFL regular season, it's kind of daunting. So, uh, but good teams find a way to win games. Uh, for tonight, for the Giants, I think I, I came into the year thinking they're a playoff team, but I also never thought they were going to be San Francisco, Philadelphia, Dallas, their roster isn't, isn't necessarily that good to think that they could take that kind of a step forward. I think last year surprised a lot of people, but I think last year showed you what coaching can do in the NFL. Uh, Brian Dayball, Martindale, uh, having Kafka as a play caller on the offense, and really just the overall tone and tenor 
that uh, the Joe Shane leadership set a tone uh, in their pra- practice facility changed and made those guys believers. There's a confidence level that among the players now that, you know, they're going to right the ship and get back to winning ways that they're going to do that. It's got to start tonight because if they lose tonight, they're not beating Miami next Sunday um, coming off that dolphin performance. And then you're looking at a team that very quickly is one and four, and then they're taking on the Buffalo bills and, as we all know in sports, I mean, that famous phrase, it gets late early, and that's exactly what it would be for the Giants. Moose, no baseball, no postseason baseball in the Tri-State. It's impossible to explain to people nationally oh, how much terrible. baseball matters. It's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. And you were at, I think you were at Bucks, the, the, the presser today. Who's in line next up for the Mets? Who, who would you put your money on as far as the next manager? You know, a lot of the rumors is, and listen, Stearns was the worst kept secret here in New York that he was going to take over as president of baseball operations. So he officially got announced today. You know, he was asked that very question. He said they were going to cast a wide net. It doesn't matter about a managerial experience. A lot of people believe that if Craig Council leaves Milwaukee and he's very much situated in Milwaukee and his family is situated in Milwaukee, that that would be the apple of David Stern's eye. I, I don't know. You know, they've got a playoff series and they're dealing with some injuries. I heard you guys talking about it before I came on the air uh, to one of their pitchers, which is a big time injury for Milwaukee. I don't know if council is going to come here. Um, I do know this. I, you know, I, I don't, I don't, there's no outside of council. You haven't heard anything else. I felt bad for Buck, but it's not all that surprising when you bring in a new guy to run the organization that he wants to have somebody that shares his vision and they grow together as an organization, and that was never going to be. Buck, as as great as Showalter is, has much experience as he is, uh, was not all that surprising when Buck announced yesterday that he was done as manager. Mark Mark Malusis picks eleven, lead sports anchor, Better Sports Network host at Mark Malusis on Twitter. Moose, thank you for the time. Appreciate you. Guys, appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Thank okay. you. There he goes, Mark Malusis. I promise when we come back, like, love, low, then we got Will Hill at the top of the hour as well. It's Sharp Money, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, DraftKings is his official, you should say, official sports betting partner of the NFL. And tonight, here's the deal. I got a great deal for you. How about this? When you use the promo code SHARP, if you're a new better at DraftKings, you bet $5 on tonight's game, you get $200 instantly in bonus bets. It's a great deal. Can't beat it. Get over there. Download the app, DraftKings. Of course, the action's better when you're involved with DraftKings, so make sure you get involved. The crown is yours. We welcome you back here on Sharp Money. I'm Patrick Maher, of course, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. Will Hill is going to join coming up at the top of the hour. Uh, just quickly taking a look here, boys. You guys surprised it's two and a half? So the number tonight and everybody, I just saw another shop go from two to two and a half. So Seattle laying two and a half. That was two mostly. Now, this has been weird as far as kind of the machination of this number. Open one, one and a half with Seattle. And then you saw it flip, go through zero. Last week, you know, the Giants were sitting one. The Giants got up to one and a half of them all. And then we saw it flip back. And now we're all the way up to two and a half with the Seahawks laying it and a total of 46. Just curious, are you guys surprised with the number continuing to climb there on the Seahawks? I am a little bit, but we have precedence for this. On Thursday night, we saw it. We look at the Green Bay Packers and their injuries and what a profound impact it had combined with the ineptitude of Jordan Love. Detroit rolls up into Lambeau and destroys them. Is the Seattle team whose offense has kind of found themselves after week one? Do they have things going in the right direction and a good opportunity for them in this matchup against New York? We talked about with Mark. The Giants' defense hasn't been great. Kayvon Thibodeau hasn't been getting home. So maybe this is why people are looking at the Seahawks in this particular spot. You're Giants, big guy. You don't seem overly excited about no. the G-men playing on Monday night. I don't. Uh, look, you guys asked me after they lost to the Niners on Thursday night football, you know, with the extra time, the Giants hosting the Seahawks, that I should love them. And I still agree with what I said then, which is that if Saquon Barkley doesn't play, I don't like their chances tonight. The line move is interesting because potentially catching a field goal at home, if it can somehow go another half point, that is an intriguing scenario. But I don't believe in this team's ability to win without their two best offensive players. Saquon Barkley is the best offensive player for the Giants, and Andrew Thomas is number two. He's the only guy on that line that you can trust to do his job, and he does it very, very well. One of the few Gettleman picks that worked out for the Giants so far. So I don't think that they're capable of overcoming not having their great left tackle and their number one weapon on offense and I know the offense is better and I know they've had more time to scheme it up and to come up with a good game plan versus the Seattle defense I just don't trust them to execute tonight you think I'm sandbagging <laughs> you think I'm sandbagging I'm not sandbagging you're just, you're just such a donk you just go I, I don't know I don't know I, I think you are sandbagging yes I do and I know you have a prop. I have a prop on one of your Giants players tonight coming up in just a little bit. Go ahead. Finish your thought. No, I'm, I got my prop. I'll give it out right now. 
So it's the same reason. And no, 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 don't, no, don't give it up. No. Let's go like, love, loathe. And then we've got Will Hill. He'll have a play on tonight's. Listen, you mentioned the getting to potentially to three. Now it'll get bought back down as soon yeah. as it does. Yeah. But most shops right now are showing $1.15 on the juice on two and a half. So we are headed that way. So of oh, course, I might bet the Giants. <laughs> I might bet the I, Giants. If it gets to three, I, there's no decision to make. Yeah. I mean, you could buy it up right now at two and a half. It's not even about I, players. I like the Giants at minus one. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like I have so to play. Love them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? I mean... All right. Like, love, low, the staple here on Sharp Money on Mondays, fellas. A bit redundant, but I'll start here. I thought the poison, the pocket on the road was tremendous for my first one. That's my like. The temperament to bounce back from nine sacks against Buffalo at home the week before. 19 sacks through three weeks, which is more than any quarterback in the NFL. I thought Sam Howell is freaking awesome yesterday at Philly. I think he is the future at quarterback for the Washington Commanders. You've got a very good backup in Jacoby Brissett, just kind of waiting there for a coach that's coaching for his life in Ron Rivera, yet he hangs in there. He's 29 of 41, 290, 40 seconds to go. The drive, the touchdown pass to Jahan Dotson as time expires. Also, six rushes for 40 yards against a very good defense. You got a 2-2 two and two Washington team that's taken on an 0-4 Bears team in Washington on Thursday night. Really loved kind of the poise I mentioned, picking up big third downs. I like Sam Howell a lot. That's why he is my like to start the week. Amal Shaw, all you. Good one there with Sam Howell. I went with Kyle Shanahan. I went with a bunch of coaches today in the NFL. And the reason why I went with Shanahan is I like the fact that his team, when they play weaker opponents, they find the way to bury these people. So many of these teams allow teams and opponents to hang around. We saw it a week ago with the Dallas Cowboys going into Arizona. Now, granted, it was a road game, but we see San Francisco just dismantle the Cardinals in that game as the Cardinals made a push, couldn't get that two-point conversion to make it a three-point game and next thing you know it's all 49ers and then I love the use of Christian McCaffrey you've got an absolute bona fide superstar I know sometimes people are worried about him getting injured and things of that nature but utilize him make use of him and he's done a great job with Brock Purdy how about this yesterday Brock Purdy never thought that somebody would have a better game than Phil Simms had in Super Bowl 22 um, where he went or I uh, 22 for 25 Brock Purdy with one incompletion yesterday Patrick that is a ridiculous number yeah he's playing out of his mind I might have been I mean, many teams were completely wrong on Purdy. That's why Mr. Irrelevant conversation comes up. But I totally agree. He's been so efficient, so good in that offense. And Shanahan's a great one. Like, okay, so we start off with two good ones, Sam Howell. And Kyle Shanahan, big guy, you're up. You're like this uh, week. I want to comment on both of yours because I like both of your likes. Uh, look, Sam Howell, it's all there. Like the piece, like his physical tools and ability are there. And I'm really interested to see how he develops every single game from here on out. You guys mentioned the one bad game against Buffalo. I have more on Buffalo coming up uh, for my like as well. That defense is insane. Some of the numbers they're putting up. He had a bad game against them. Outside of that, you see a lot of promise from him. For Kyle Shanahan, I think Amal's best point there was... They took care of an Arizona team they're supposed to because a lot of teams in the NFL to start the year have messed around and found out what happens if you don't take a team like Arizona seriously and we're either lost to them or we're losing at the half of them, i.e. the New York Giants. So I love what I'm seeing from Shanahan, that offense. Christian McCaffrey spoke to the media yesterday and he says he loves what he sees from Brock Purdy. 
I think you can just go down the list of what makes a quarterback good, and he checks every box. Um, and then he has all the intangibles, so that would be phenomenal. You know, I mean, it's 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 really, uh, and then he brings a you know a kind of swagger and energy every day that um, is fun to be around. You know, he's quiet, but he's very confident, and he uh, expresses that in the way he plays. So it's it's just awesome having him in the huddle. The real quick is I don't know if you're like we haven't showed it on the graphic yet, but that was of course. Christian McCaffrey. We'll get to the MVP market coming up in just a little bit, which is interesting. You've seen a bit of a flip with Josh Allen out playing Tua yesterday. So we'll get to those numbers. Uh, But that must have been a tough one for you, big guy, as the Cardinals lose and San Francisco covers the 14 and a half. Your boo thing, Joshua Dobbs, as you call him, Josh, uh, of course, with the loss. That that is that's a tough. I know that's a tough way to spend your Sunday because that that is your boo. Well, yeah. Well, here's the thing: is he looked bad against San Francisco defense, and I hammered Daniel Jones a week and a half ago for looking horrible against the San Francisco defense. Maybe it's just the San Francisco defense, and I'm dead wrong about things. But yeah, Josh Dobbs did not look good. He looked like the guy that we've all thought he was, which is a uh, fourth starter or like a backup, but like in between the NFL. And the AAF, not quite XFL, a little bit better than XFL, but in between the NFL and AAF, that's where I'd put Joshua Dobbs. Yes. I think it's impressive that, you know, the different levels beyond the NFL, because I couldn't tell you if one was considered to be more prominent than the others, but that was a good job. Well, they merged. So now there's a, there's no, not the AAF, whatever the other league was, it was XFL and the USFL. Maybe they became just the XFL, I believe over the weekend. Yeah, so I, I, when we had that donk Todd Haley on last week and he was talking about coaching one of those teams, he's no longer coaching that team. Well, no, he is. But now it's part of the XFL, I think. I think. I don't know. I, I just saw the press release. I didn't read the press release. All Everything I know. So people will tweet out or X out, whatever it's called, a message, and then there'll be an attachment to it. I never read the attachment. I just read the little message that goes with it. So that, all right. that's all my knowledge. You're, all right. How about your like for the week? My likes the Buffalo Bills because uh, in a spot where everyone was hyping up Miami as the team to beat in the AFC East, I think they sent a message that the division is still theirs until proven otherwise. And they also showed us when Josh Allen and Ken Dorsey, the OC, are on the same page, the offense can be scary like it was with Brian Dable there. But the defense to me is the story. Miami obviously puts up 70 the week before against Denver. They limit them yesterday to 20. This Buffalo defense is second in points per game at 13.8, and they're sixth in yards per game allowed. Who are they behind in yards per uh, allowed? Cleveland, Dallas, Baltimore, Detroit, and San Francisco. I'd say one, two, three, four of those five are the elite of the elite defenses. Eight to one on them to win the Super Bowl. It's a buy low because the schedule coming up, we could be looking at a team that's 10 and one, nine and two, or at worst eight and three. And his girlfriend, Haley Seinfeld, showed up to the game. Daughter of Jerry.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.